Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going super good. Just uh, took a quick trip to Boise over the weekend to go to another Boise State basketball game. They won, that's all. Uh, <laughs> 30 points. Yeah, it was a blowout oh, When you sent me that score, I was like, holy shit, that's, that's brutal. Right, my kids, Matea was like, this game was boring, and I'm like, uh-huh, I'll, I like this game, not the one that makes my heart race. I would rather, you know, get to <laughs> right. see these guys, like, showcase their skills, they were slamming, they were, you know, playing, like, off the bench quite a bit. Hey, I like those games. Right, that's way better than the nail-biter down to the end where you yeah. can hardly breathe in case your team's going to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> it was okay, it was good, yeah, so... All good here is, you know, we missed some days last week and I have to take full responsibility. I just, I have RA in my jaw, well, in in everywhere, but really badly in my jaw on the right side. And I ended up in a horrible flare last week for a few days and really a lot of pain meds and not much talking because we're eating or anything. This jaw was just bad, but luckily uh, I thought it was about done and yesterday afternoon flared up again and I think I knocked it down pretty good because so far so good today i good i'm feeling fine so hopefully the I'm worst of it is past yeah yeah that's so, shitty and i started out the week getting stuck living. in an airport so you know it, between that's those two true. things we only got yeah. two shows out last week <laughs> yeah we, we had some hijinks yeah so we yeah did. it sucks when you talk for a living to have mouth and jaw problems all the time boo rude yeah it does and maybe that's I remember- why <laughs> but- <laughs> to have our thyroids removed yeah. And oh my gosh, what that does to your throat and your voice mm-hmm. for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. My voice is still different. My voice has never returned oh, to what too. it was before. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, strange. For sure. I know. But it doesn't matter. Well, we're going to keep on going. We will not yes, shut the hell up. No, we, <laughs> we never shut up. We don't. It we don't even happen. know how. Uh, so I spent the weekend celebrating Rhonda's birthday. Yesterday was her birthday. Yeah. Rhonda is a huge fan of her birthday. And so we do a lot of birthday stuff and it's not even over because we've had sick family on her side and my side. So we still have two parties for next weekend. Wow. And we, we partied here. She got her presents and then she wanted a pajama day yesterday since everybody was sick. So Mm -hmm. we didn't leave the house. We just binge TV and played with the dogs and had it, had a really nice quiet weekend. So it was pretty great. Nice. Ah, Well, well, good. Yes, very good for Rhonda. Happy birthday, honey. Yes. So now. Birthdays to Rhonda. I'm still yeah. ironing out her gift. We had a couple of plans and, well, everything so far has gone sideways. So it'll happen. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I've been wondering because I haven't we'll heard anything about what it will be. Narrow so. here with her. Yeah. Right. You will. You've got time. You've got till the weekend. We've got time. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for being sick. That was super nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully everyone gets better real quick. Um. Now we have to start, well, the true crime portion of this show, which yeah. is sort of a love-hate relationship lately because oh. I'm so tired of talking about dead kids, I could just throw up. I know. 
I'm so but tired of these cases being dead kids. Yeah. But these cases need highlighted for various yeah. reasons. We always pick ones that are, there's a, a learning lesson in it that we can use as far as improving our communities and improving, improving the lives and safety of children. Yeah. So we don't just like talking about dead kids. We mostly really hate talking about dead kids, but no, sometimes but we need to recognize what's going on in our communities and make it better. Absolutely. As much as it sucks, we cannot get complacent and just start acting like this is commonplace no. uh, crime and, and just even not though be... it is it's never ending. Disgustingly, it is. Yeah. But with that, Katie, we're gonna kick it off with you and a missing person spotlight. Yeah. All right. So this starling girl's name is Audrey Cunningham. Audrey Cunningham is missing out of Livingston, Texas. Pull up a missing poster for her. She's 11. She's 4'1", about 75 pounds, long blonde hair, blue eyes. And she, she was last seen on Thursday last week, on February 15th. Uh, apparently or last Friday, sorry. Apparently she, uh, sorry, I think it was the 14th. I'm a little confused about this uh, missing poster. We'll get there. That's okay. okay. Anyway, she went missing. Last, last week, I can't quit sneezing. Sorry, guys. Uh, somewhere in the Livingston, Texas area around the lakes, uh, lakeside, lakeshore of the lakeside Livingston State Park. So she was wearing a black hoodie and she had a bright red, yellow Hello Kitty, or bright, bright red Hello Kitty bag. So essentially, Audrey was supposed to get on the school bus Thursday morning and did mm -hmm. not, and didn't come home from school. And that's apparently when uh, the police were alerted or family was alerted that she was missing. And there has been a, a hunt out for Audrey ever since. I'm going to play you the press release first, the press conference, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about the person of interest and what I've learned about them so far in this search. They are still searching. I mean, we're on day four. They are currently searching land and also a heavy search of that lake. They've lowered the water. There you have yeah. divers. They're heavily searching the lake area. But let's listen to the press conference. Everybody. Uh, coming here uh, today. Uh, my name is Lieutenant Craig Cummings, C-R-A-I-G-C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S, a spokesperson with Texas Department of Public Safety. And um, today we're here to provide updates on uh, the search for Audrey Cunningham, the 11-year-old who went missing on Thursday. I'm here joined by the Polk County District Attorney, Shelly Sitton, as well as members of the uh, uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office, Lieutenant Greg Craig Finnegan. Um, and I also want to make the mention that we have countless investigators and analysts that are out here assisting as well in multiple locations throughout the county and throughout the area looking for Audrey. Sheriff Lyons uh, was not able to be here this afternoon, but I want to reiterate he is actively engaged uh, in marshalling the resources that are needed to bring Audrey home. Um, he did ask me to thank all of the volunteers who have been so helpful during this, all the businesses that have been just nothing but exceptional. Um, 
the dive teams, you know, it's cold out here. Um, all the investigators, the Texas Rangers, the FBI, um, also the FBI has victim specialists who have been with the family. Um, also want to thank the district attorney's office and Equisearch as well, who was out here. Um, I can say last night that investigators searched several locations throughout the area looking for Audrey. Unfortunately, they did not find her. That's the reason why the search continues this morning. Um, this investigation is very fluid. Um, however, I can say that we ended up identifying a backpack yesterday at the dam that is consistent with that belonging to a child. Um, and so we are going through those contents right now um, to evaluate what's in that. Um, and we, although I mentioned yesterday, we have persons of interest. Um, today, I want to announce that we have one main pur purpose, one main person that we are uh, looking at right now as a person of interest. And, and that is uh, Don Stephen McDougal, uh, 42 of Livingston. Um, now he was arrested yesterday for an unrelated aggravated assault charge. Um, and in furtherance of this investigation, we're asking for the public to call the Polk County Sheriff's Office or use our iWatch Texas app to report seeing the 2003 Chevrolet Suburban that we put out on X this morning. Um, we That is McDougal's vehicle. So anyone that saw that vehicle on Thursday or Friday, uh, we're asking that you call the Polk County Sheriff's Office, use the iWatch Texas app and report what you saw to investigators. Um, I also want to announce that we are very thankful for the Polk County Crime Stoppers for offering a $7,000 reward for tips leading to the arrest and prosecution of the person responsible for Audrey's disappearance. Um, and these tips can be anonymous. I also want to say that we are hopeful that we can bring Audrey home alive, and that's what we are absolutely working for right now. But based on the evidence that we've got, we understand that foul play is a factor as well. So with that, I open it up for questions. So some things that we know about Audrey. Audrey's mom has had no custody, uh, no visitation of her for many years. Uh, Apparently, there's been some CPS involvement, some big custody disputes, uh, a lot of addiction in this family, and mom has not seen this child in quite some time and is not allowed to see this child. Wow. Uh, according to dad's family, that's because of a kidnapping or attempted kidnapping by mom a long time ago, like seven years oh, ago, uh, but oh allegedly. Yeah, she's she's been through a lot. This little girl has been failed six ways to Sunday. Yeah, so she, she lived with grandma and dad and their roommate, Don Stephen McDougal. Don Stephen McDougal, uh, of course, is the person that they do have in custody. He is their primary uh, suspect or uh, person of interest in this case. Uh, a few things about this man. He is a convicted sex offender. And the fact that he was living with a child is pretty shocking. Uh, uh, yeah. Some of his charges uh, attempted indecency with a child. 
enticing a child, enticing a child, enticing a child, enticing a child. Well, lots of that and some other charges. He is mm. not a safe guy that should have never, ever been around and living with a no. child ever. Uh, not only was he that, there were some really concerning things on the internet about his connection to this little girl. One of them is a video of Audrey in gloves putting a tattoo on him, on his upper thigh. What? Mm-hmm. Like a, like a temporary? Mm-mm. Like inking a tattoo? What the hell? Full-on tattoo. Yep. On his upper thigh, a 42-year-old man. It's weird enough mm-hmm. that he was uh, allowing her to or asking her to put ink on him. But the fact that uh, it was on his upper thigh is really concerning. All of that is grooming behavior to have her touch his body and be right. comfortable touching his body and make that mm-hmm. normal and okay. Uh that is to me like also really her grandma behavior. and dad were okay with that yeah apparently what? there's oh. well they were okay with them him living with her there's also a mm. series of text messages between dad and don stephen mcdougall where he says something along the lines of i am your daughter's favorite person she'll never tell on me not about this situation something else that oh but that the implications. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's all <sighs> just really, really concerning. So I want to show you. So this is Don Stephen McDougall. And if you think oh, that like a spot on his shoulder, that's because it is. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, that's definitely somebody you should let around your 11 year old daughter. Oh. Mm-hmm. This is the vehicle oh. in question. That they were searching for that they do have they have mm-hmm. this car in custody now but they are asking uh you know anybody in the livingston area if you saw this truck run, driving around last week we need to know what you saw yeah. uh there are people that are reporting that the police have knocked on their door asking to see their uh webcams their uh ring doorbells and whatnot because mm-hmm. there's some big concerns here uh Something, (laughs) a lady uh, has released a screenshot of a conversation that she had with McDougal last Wednesday night trying to sell that truck. Oh my gosh. He was trying to sell it to her in exchange for sex. And Oh God, what? She told him straight up off. But that's what he was uh, trying to do. He was trying to trade her, he said, either for a grand or the truck. Yeah. Gross. It was in some kind of a swingers group, apparently, that he's a part of. Mm. But it gets weirder. Mom released some screenshots of a conversation she had with him Wednesday and Thursday. Remember, mom, who has no contact with her daughter. Right. Like, why is she in contact with this man? Well, she's not. She wasn't. So I think we start here. Uh, He sent her a message essentially trying to set up a meeting between Audrey and her mom. 
He says, she asked me yesterday going to school. And mom says, I'm surprised she thought of me. She is scared to see me because of their reaction, huh? I mean, didn't you say they kept her inside for a month after I saw her that day at Justin's mom's house? And they said, he says, she does all the time. Ask about her mom. Uh, yes, exactly. Yes, she's still not allowed outside by herself in the evening. But, you know, she's allowed in the house with uh, They told her that you are in the woods. She's confused about the situation, but I told her that you are not hiding in the woods, but we talk. So then mom, you know, wants to know what the hell's the matter with this child's dad. And why does he think that? Yada, yada. So then... Stephen says, I see the wrong with it, and I'm trying to fix what I see wrong. You are not a bad person, and she deserves the chance to know that. And so mom says, what, when would you want to do this? And he says, you want to do it tomorrow? That's the day she went missing. Oh, my God. Uh, so mom says, look, it's one thing for you to say it, but before we meet tomorrow at that park, I need to hear her say herself, either in video or on the phone, that this is what, that she wants to meet me and talk to me. She doesn't have to say nothing more or nothing less, please. So, and then she said, you don't know what I've been through trying to have anything to do with her or the harassment from his friends and such because of the lies they have told. I need reassurance. He says, okay, I will take her to school tomorrow. So mom says after school, correct? The next day, this is Thursday morning. He messages her. Good morning. Uh, and she says, hope I hear from her this morning. And please let me know that if she's changed her mind, or let her know that if she's changed her mind, that's perfectly okay too. And I understand. Don't want her feeling pressured. Then he never responds. So Thursday at 319, she says, so I know it's not going to be a thing today, but when she's ready, please let me know. Y'all have a good day. 352, he responds. Yes, ma'am. Then Thursday night at 6.46, have you seen Audrey? I dropped her off at the bus and she didn't get on and hasn't gotten home. What? Oh my God. The fuck is Was that he about? setting her up? It sure makes you wonder if he was because setting her up. What in the hell? Talk about an overreach. You have no right to be having this conversation with this child's non-custodial parent. And trying yeah. to set up meetings and stuff. What? Who the hell? Talk about why? an arrogant white guy. Just sorry, why? but yeah. that's just such a. Mm -hmm. mm, but the timing, the arrogance of that. Mm -hmm. The timing of it cannot be, uh, you know, ignored. This is the no. same time this child is actively disappearing. That he's sending yeah. his messages and trying to set these things up, trying right. to a get rid of his truck, and b set something up with this person. Yeah. So there is a real question. Was he trying to get her to come to a place where he was going to kill her too and make it look like right. she kidnapped Audrey and then offed themselves? Right. We have or no was idea. It just to throw doubt so that then they wonder if mom really took Audrey. Mm -hmm. oh God. It, it sure feels like he was trying to set something up. And mom at least was wise enough to say, uh, unless she really wants to see me and has verified that I'm not going to see her. Uh, yeah. That was also 
not a step far enough, probably, uh, considering that she has no custody. Uh, but at any rate, right. that's no judgment on her, really. But uh, she probably saved herself by saying that one thing. But unfortunately, uh, where's Audrey? Where is Audrey? So they are continuing oh. to search water and land uh the people that live in that area a lot of them are involved in the search you know the community has come out there's me, an account that TikTok lives these huge long videos of searches mm -hmm. and stuff i've been watching yeah yeah they are doing everything they possibly can to find audrey so uh it's terrifying you know her her poor uh yes. Her, her poor, the poor bio mom, she's not only has she been attacked relentlessly online because she didn't have custody of her daughter, but also, of course, she's terrified about what has happened to Audrey. And so, you know, yeah. it's, it's just sad. She's been, this little girl's been failed every way possible. And she certainly has. Here we are. So we'll keep a close eye on this case. Um, as always, hoping for the very best outcome possible. And... Also staying in grounded in reality because this is a very dire situation. Yeah, so with that, Christy, I'm going to kick it back over to you for our main case. Yes. Well, because this is the world that we live in, I have another child case for you. We need to thank a listener. We won't give their name, but a listener who has shared uh, information about this case and been very helpful mm -hmm. to it and we appreciate that this yeah. sweetheart right here is gina bradley so gina bradley has been living with legal guardians mm -hmm. and a non-biological grandmother uh for a while now there are things that are not particularly clear in this situation. Um, Dad has come forward now stating that he hasn't seen Gina since 2016 and he saw her through visitation through Catholic Charities. So this is in Hawaii and likely Catholic Charities has been hired by Hawaii to manage some of their child protection cases like kids in foster care, that kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. some states do that. They don't manage those things themselves. They... they um, higher out so uh just recently on uh back earlier in this month gina was found deceased and she was found deceased with uh severe injuries and the two legal guardian adults plus the biologically non-biological grandmother were arrested and have been accused of abuse uh, and starvation that resulted in Gina's death. Gina uh, appeared to have been bound with duct tape and confined to a small porch. Um, there are big questions about yeah. this situation because this child was supposedly in care in yeah. a way, but in an odd way. Right. So a lot of people are questioning... Brandy and Thomas Blass and Brandy's mother, Deborah Guerin, I'll show you these are their, this is a picture of the three of them, are the three um, people charged 
in genus 10. Okay. So genus 10, and these folks have legal guardianship of her, which I can only speak to the system in Idaho because it's the system I have worked within as a social worker and as an, a, as a foster adoptive parent. Mm -hmm. um, legal guardianship usually happens if this is a family friend mm -hmm. or, or a family member of this child, someone this right. child knows who, and these folks are saying, okay, we will take legal guardianship of this child basically to prevent the child from being sent into the foster care system or to prevent the biological parents' legal rights from being severed. Right. So this can be done through the system. It can also be done privately. Parents can give legal guardianship of their minor children to other people and, and they can do that. They can literally give that to anyone, which is terrifying. We've dealt with some other cases on here about that. Usually, so legal guardianship can be done in lieu of adoption. Uh -huh. um, that often happens with older children, yeah. Um, children who know their biological family or still have some connection to their biological family. Yeah. That's not really the case here. Gina's dad has not seen her since 2016 and she's 10. Right. So what was the situation here? We know that the state was supplying a stipend to this family uh -huh. uh, for Gina's care. Gina also has um, in in this home a younger brother who is an adopted son of Brandy and Thomas Blass, four years old, oh. um, who was also living in the home. Uh, now this child has also does show signs of abuse. Oh. Now there were also four biological children of the Blasses, who are fourteen, ten, five, and three. So these mm -hmm. folks have legal guardianship of a 10-year-old, have adopted a four-year-old, and have f four biological children who are 14, 10, 5, and 3. Right. How does that work? Right. How does that work? And why does that? Why? Yeah. Um, there are a lot of questions around here, in the, around in this situation. Mm-hmm. So the Blazes and Deborah Guerin have been charged with second degree murder, kidnapping, and unlawful imprisonment in Gina's death. Wow. Um, the Department of Human Services, you know, they're speaking up real quick that they've had no uh, reports of abuse. Uh -huh. um, here's a big question that I have, though. Was there no oversight? When I was a foster parent, um, we had monthly scheduled visits. Then they could unscheduled visits at any time yeah. and could speak to my son at any time alone, mm -hmm. which is exactly how it ought to be. And I was grateful for that because mm -hmm. they were making sure he was okay. Yeah. Uh, nobody's been making sure that Gina was okay. No, clearly not. But they were getting payment for her care. Right. But they were not, they did not adopt her. They had legal guardianship of her. It's all very confusing to me. It, it, it doesn't track with the way the system works here in Idaho. And it's right. very possible that it's just different in Hawaii. But it does make you wonder, a child that young should have been under protective supervision, which means that the, uh, um, the state child protection system 
would have responsibility for oversight and checking in on this child. Right, which clearly no one was. Right. And they also have a four-year-old who was adopted. And, right. And adoption requires a huge amount of supervision leading up to adoption, right. even more supervision. We don't know how that child was adopted, however, if it was through a state adoption or not. Right. But with state adoptions, you there's a totally separate worker outside of your foster mm-hmm. uh, people who they do, they study, they do all kinds of studies on your household and your finances and the, the physical health of the people adopting the child. Like it's a big deal. Right. Um, no one in any of this time seems to have reported any abuse. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of questions around Gina, Gina's death. And, you know, obviously the system failed this child terribly. Oh, six ways to Sunday. Yeah. They have been Gina's legal guardians since October of 2018. And that was signed by a family court judge. So this appears to have been done through the system. But they got her when she was two. Mm -hmm. So no one's been paying attention. I just don't understand. They were receiving $1,961 from the state for her care. Wow. So they're paying but not supervising is, is the appearance that this is giving to me and obviously it could be different uh than this based on you know what we know um gina was in really rough shape when her body was found yeah uh physically disfigured on her face very very thin yeah and covered in bruises had obviously been experiencing torture um, for a long time Deborah Guerin, the grandmother in the household, told police that Gina had fallen off her bike and that's how she'd gotten hurt. Sure. Uh, yeah. Right. Because that's, you know, how these kinds of um, injuries show up. Not at all. Not at no. all. Um, we we have heard a rumor and I, I cannot confirm it um, publicly, but I can say that we have heard a rumor from a, a source who would know that uh Brandy Blass is pregnant. She is in jail and that she was assaulted and has spent some time in the hospital because, well, people don't like child killers or supposedly, but we sure have a lot of them in this country. And that's what she needs. More children. Yeah. 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 Um, In the police search, cell phones were taken from all three Um, alleged murderers who actually have video of violent interactions with them and Gina. What the hell? Right. Right. What the hell? And what has been going on? What is, what state are the rest of these children in? They're all now in the state's care, which doesn't give me much faith considering that so is Gina supposedly. Um, Gina had pneumonia when she died. She had been being starved. And she'd been experiencing prolonged physical restraint and immobilization. Wow. So apparently Deborah Guerin is also married. Uh, and her husband lives in the house, but he was not arrested, which I don't understand because I don't right. understand how any adult could not know. Right. In, you know, unless he's incapacitated himself in some way. 
Right, but how could you not know that there was a child in the house that was being severely abused and starved? Right, I don't understand. Especially because they've had the four-year-old for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So in that period of time leading up to their adoption of him, there should have been assessments going on in their home. Right. Like, he had injuries to both of his arms and appeared malnourished at the time of the arrest. But we don't know exactly how they adopted his child. And we don't and know the status of the other kids, the, of their health. We don't. They, they, they apparently did not show signs of abuse at the time of arrest. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They are now in, this, in the department's custody. But, I mean, even witnessing the abuse that, that has been happening to Gina and potentially the little, the, uh, little boy yeah. is horrendous abuse. So they've all been through it. But mm -hmm. the question really is, who in the hell was paying attention to this family? Right. How Why did they was fall Gina this far through the cracks? With no supervision, but money being given. Yeah. No, which they were clearly completely comfortable with the fact that there wasn't any oversight. Obviously, they weren't worried about a visit or anything because they were doing right. whatever they wanted. Clearly, they weren't. And, you know, of course, uh, Child Welfare Services in, in Hawaii is circling the wagons. Um, oh, of course. They're not really saying anything. But give me a break. There's no way. Yep. Apparently, Gina was pulled out of school in October of 2022. She was in third grade. Uh, and apparently, she was pulled from school because of COVID-19 and behavioral issues is what's being reported by the police. I'd be acting um, up too, Gina. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so then she wasn't in school so that, you know, the school might make a report or witness something. So they just removed her from any place where anyone else would see her. Mm -hmm. And this is the danger of children in this country. Because people can just remove their children and say they're homeschooled with no oversight yep. and with no protection of making sure that that child is safe and other adults are looking that child in the, in the face every day, making sure mm -hmm. that they're okay. We, we have a, as I've said many times, there is no child protection in this state, in this country, really. Mm -hmm. There are no real child protection laws. There are laws that protect adults much more than there are laws that protect children. We don't have federal children's rights and federal children's protection yep. and if anybody cites a law to you they're full of shit we don't have anything actionable and every state is allowed to do this their own way and you, when you do things like what hawaii has done here which is likely that they've contracted uh with catholic, catholic charities that puts the state one further step removed from anyone paying attention to this child yeah you know and and catholic charities and places like that they pay employees who right. do or don't do their job. And there's no, who's paying attention? Yeah. Clearly no one. Mm. This case is horrific. It yeah. is shocking and painful and yet sadly not surprising that this could happen to no. this poor young girl. And uh, Gina deserves for her story to be told and she deserves justice. She does. Let's look at her face one more time. This is Gina who honestly appears to have an injury in this photo. In this photo, yeah. 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 Poor sweet little girl. She was 10 years old. So now there is a battle going on 
with uh, dad, biological dad, who is trying to get control of her remains so that he can bury her. Sure. Um, so this case originally was an unattended death because that's what happens when someone dies when no one's there. Right. But then after an autopsy, they, of course, determined that it was homicide. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so her biological father is trying to um, get the right to be able to bury her. And so there are some concerns about who has that right and how that's going right. to go. Um, he says that one of the things that the uh, uh, perpetrators have stated is that Gina's injuries were self-inflicted. Are you fucking kidding me? Or have we yeah. heard that raft of bullshit before? Mm -hmm. How many times? Sure. A 10-year-old disfigured her own face. A 10-year-old. Starved herself. Tied herself up with, yes, tied herself up with duct tape and starved herself, right? Yeah. Sure. That seems We're right. We're going to keep an eye on this because not only should the uh, perpetrators of her death be held accountable, but so should the system Unfortunately, this is another Hawaii case. And you all know mm -hmm. uh, the Ariel Sellers, Isabella Kalua case that yeah. we've been watching for years now, trying, hoping desperately that her parents, her adoptive parents will eventually be tried for what is believed to be her murder. Her body has never been found, yeah. uh, is another Hawaii case. System is broken and the system does not protect children. It really doesn't. And states can only work within the laws that they have. I've worked with many child protection um, employees, social workers who do their absolute best. And I know they're not all great, but I've known many who are, but who have told me many, several who have told me we can only do what the law allows us to do. And so we see situations mm -hmm. all the time we want to act on and the law prevents us from acting yeah. on it. And yeah. that is a huge problem that we have because children's rights are not first in this country no. in any way. And this is just another example of that. So please be aware of your child protection laws. Please be asking your, your elected officials what they are doing to better protect children in the state system. Mm -hmm. Learn what's going on in your community. Become a volunteer. Become a foster parent. Yeah. Learn. You'll be sub very surprised at the way the system works in your state and what constitutes actionable things and what doesn't really well. Yeah, absolutely. And with that, that is our Monday episode. So yeah. we are, we are back at it. We're back in the saddle. So our yeah. plan for tomorrow, if you're watching this on February 19th of 2024, is that the sentencings of Ruby Frankie and Jody Hildebrand are tomorrow morning on the 20th. Mm -hmm. Our intent is to live stream the sentencings. We believe they will be live streamed and we're going to live stream them and then give some commentary after. Mm -hmm. If for, for reasons that doesn't occur because we can't watch it for some reason, we will just come on and do a live and talk about the outcomes. Mm -hmm. But we're hoping to actually stream the, the hearings yeah. we think we'll be able to. Uh, this, of course, another child abuse case that's very important and near and dear to our hearts because it's a Mormon misdeed and we do cover those all the time. Yeah. So <coughs> watch for that tomorrow. We think that the first hearing is at 10 a.m. Uh, Mountain. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, just click the little bell on our YouTube channel and that will subscribe you to um, our notifications. And so every time we schedule a live stream, you will see that happen and then you'll know what's coming up. Yeah, uh, but we do believe that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday for case updates. Wednesday night after case updates will be our monthly watch party mm-hmm. for our YouTube friends. If you are a, um, I always want to say subscriber, but that's not the right word. It's member. If you're a member mm-hmm. of our YouTube channel, uh, we do a a watch party once a month where we pick something on Netflix. We watch it together on our own devices, but then we have a live chat open where we chat with you and it's really, we really have a lot of fun. fun. Yeah. And you can join that by joining our membership over on YouTube if you want to. Um, And if you are already a member, look, look forward to that perk happening this week. Yeah. So we have lots more coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know it. We love you all. Thanks for being here. Uh, We are the true crime squad. Have a good day. Take care. Thank you.